0: Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica, you've probably heard me do this intro a million times, if you don't know what the show is by now, I'm taking the entire back catalogue of one of the greatest bands of all time, Metallica, and we are going through, in alphabetical order, each song, we are discussing what we like, what we hate, you know, trivia, etc, lyrics, uh, riffs, compositions, all that stuff. uh, Go through the back catalogue and check out where we are so far. I think we're about 35, 36 episodes in. It's going to be about 150 episodes or so. So we're about a fifth of the way through, if my maths are correct. And I'm loving it so far. And clearly quite a lot of you are as well. So thank you to everyone that emails in, metallicopod at gmail.com. If you want to get on the show, that's the best place to do it. Uh, Like my guest today, let me know what song you want to do. We'll see what we can make work. And I'm sure, you know, we'll get you on the show in the future at metallicopod.com on Twitter as well, if you want to know about news on the show, patreon.com forward slash if you want to support the show, if you enjoy the show, essentially what the Patreon is, is a preview for the YouTube, for the iTunes, all the stuff that goes on there goes in the Patreon first, we've got three great things on there at the moment, um, we've got our Load Reload Retrospective, which ran to like 90 minutes, love doing that one, um, we've got an s and uh, sort of review track by track as well, the history of s and which, you know, I don't need to say about s it's incredible, and Andre Veselenko, who in my opinion is the premium Metallica vlogger, the guy's a gift musician and a brilliant communicator and just so so knowledgeable about this lovely band of ours so definitely check out that chat on patreon and uh, i had him on the show too all nightmare long way back in the day episode three so if you want to listen to that definitely go back as well but yeah it's rarely me alone if it's a lulu song it's normally me alone but it's rarely me alone on this show i'm very happy to introduce my guest for disposable heroes nick how's it going, man I'm doing well. How are you, Tom? I'm very well. I'm very well. As I can tell, Nick, you are not, you know, a fellow, a fellow brummy. You know, a fellow, a fellow limey. Uh, you're, you're a yank. Is that right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually from, uh, yeah, from Northern California, in a California. small little city.
0: Okay, okay, Where about?
1: If you, if you're looking at like the capital of California Sacramento I live about 80 miles north of that
0: is that is that anywhere near Panoma County or am I, am I is my geography completely wrong oh i think that might be a little off <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's all i know in Can- in california that isn't isn't there cuz tom waits uh, grew up there but um anyway we're talking about disposable heroes and let's talk about metallica for yourself nick um how did you first get into the band so i have kind of been into metallica my whole life uh, my father got me
1: into it from a young age uh, but i didn't I, I wasn't the biggest fan of of metal at the time um, I liked some stuff, you know, the, the hits, yeah. like, you know, Nothing Else Matters, you know, Sabbath True, a little bit of, like, Master of Puppets, but it took until about my second year of high school, where I really started getting into the band on my own, really digging into the back catalog, um, and then since then, it's sort of been uh, a snowball effect into the world of metal. Um, I have been listening to Metallica a little less and less, but uh, Metallica still
0: remains my favorite, because they got me into metal, and...
1: Uh, Re- really love the band mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and i mean the track we're tackling today disposable heroes you know is a fan favorite for a multitude of oh, reasons yeah. um you know it is it is an unbelievable song but let's talk about the album as a whole that it comes from because it's just you know part one of eight of a masterpiece um in my oh, so, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on master of puppets uh master of puppets is their best record i don't think it's not necessarily my favorite
1: interestingly yeah. enough my favorite's actually justice okay but it's undoubted that like master of puppets is or, well, I don't know if it's undoubted, but in my opinion, oh, yeah. uh, it's their best produced, you know, some of their best writing. It's just such a solid record.
0: Yeah, yeah. Eight songs as well. You know, very, very tight um, and not oh, yeah. very unwieldy. But Disposable Heroes is, you know, pre- arguably the longest song. OK, I think Orion goes a little bit longer, but, you know, song in song in terms of lyrics and stuff. And I mean, put into the National Recording Registry by the United States Library of Congress. Uh, which I don't think any metal album has ever, or probably ever will again. I think it was just, (laughs) you know what I mean, a moment in time. Like, it'd be weird if they turned around and put Bring Me the Horizon in there or something like that, which, you know, still (laughs) still has its place. But, you know, yeah. So, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, Oh, actually, no, Master of Puppets is just a little shade longer than Disposable Heroes. Uh, Eight minutes, 35 to Disposables, eight minutes, 17. But um, let's get into the song. And, I mean, that intro, right? That bombastic clatter, the open E with the power chords, like, you know, it's very simple. It's very primitive, of but course. It, but, it, but it's so effective, isn't it, Nick? It is. And it actually kind of reminds me of the intro to Creeping Death almost. Mm yeah. You say? yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I definitely get that. And there's, there's extra notes. It's kind of hard for me to put into words without listening to the song. But on that final chord, they add a few open chugs in there just to just to put you a little bit off kilter. And the whole drums reinforce it straight into it. There's no intro here, really. It's just straight into that main riff. And you have Kirk sort of playing the lead over the top as well. And it just makes more such a forceful introduction to the track.
1: Oh, yeah. And Kirk's leads all throughout the song are really really good i would Mm. say some of his best some of his best stuff
0: easily easily His solo in this is incredible and you know oh my god (laughs) often often kirk doesn't have much to do you know um i think um in the Back to the Front book, which I recently covered with Clinton Ethan. I'm, always gonna st- I'm never going to stop flogging that episode, by the way. Definitely check that out. That was a joy to be on. But <laughs> they say that James recorded all the rhythm parts, you know, pretty much exclusively. And he p- used Kirk's gear to record Kirk's parts as well. So it sounds like Kirk's doing it, but Kirk's not really doing it. But Kirk is given something to do in the start where he's sort of playing over the top, you know, doing his little leads, uh, playing over the main riff there. But for me... What I love about the intro is the thing of natural beauty. Like, a lot of people talk about heavy, <laughs> you know, heavy waves crashing on a beach is a wonderful thing. Or hearing rain on your tent roof tarp. But for me, Nick, there is nothing more beautiful than Hetfield chugging on an open E string.
1: Oh, yeah, it's it's amazing. He's my he's my inspiration for guitar, which really? I've been trying to learn recently. And uh, his riffs are just so amazing.
0: Oh, my God. He's like, like, it's... I don't want to say he's underrated as a guitar player because it's he's, he's James Hetfield in Metallica. But, like, I just... His riff machinery, like you know the way he constructs these things his his right hand is unbelievable. and when the song pairs down to just him sort of chugging along, going along, the intricacy it's just so damn tight yeah, for you know, sure. The song begins effectively with this sort of minute and a half you know there's before we get into the proper song, just building and building and building and then you know the fresh riff you know when the tempo goes even higher and it's a real breakneck kind of movement.
1: It's just, it's interesting. It's one of the thrashiest songs on the album, mm-hmm. um, I guess behind Battery and Damage Incorporated, yeah, but it's yeah. also one of their most progressive songs. I mean, not just in, in the length, but also like all the tempo changes, like you were saying, how yeah. it goes from sort of, uh, it's sort of high tempo, but still kind of mid-tempo, and then it just goes into an all-out thrash assault.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and when we get James chugging on the open E, you get Kirk with a now, 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 you know, very slow. A great juxtaposition yeah. reminds me a little bit of Devil's Dance, which is a song that I'm not too fond of, but it has that sort of evil, you know, descending cataclysm to it as well. And I don't know about you, like, obviously it's a metal song. Obviously it's a fresh song. Obviously it's a beat your chest, you know, forgotten soldiers kind of song. But the melodies, <laughs> the, the melodies to me, specifically the You Will Die When I Say, it's like a pop melody. It's just so goddamn catchy. Oh, I know, and uh, the
1: catchiness is what makes it. I think uh, it's you know amidst all the complexity, it's it's catchy, but it's also it also still helps stay thrashy, and it's just like a it's a classic, it's yeah. a classic sort of
0: Metallica chorus, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. And similar to the intro, it's just using the power chords, using space in a really you know impressive, evocative kind of way. Lyrically, um, what do you think of this track? I, I think lyrically, it's. it's it's, uh, it goes back to one of James's favorite
1: topics to write about, which is war, which we mm-hmm. see more than once in his, you know, lyric writing career. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I just think his lyricism is, you know, he's showing his, uh, his best here.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe um, this was inspired by American football players and kind of the injuries they sustained and then kind of morphed into this war thing. And yeah, war is all over Metallica, you know, anything from one, obviously, all the way up to Hardwired Confusion. Um, deals mm-hmm. with sort of you know PTSD and those sort of things here and yeah I, I just think his lyrics are really on point like you know even just bodies fill the fields i see hungry heroes end um you know if i yeah. want to if i want to get sort of Pretentious English literature about it. There's some, there's some, you know, what I mean? there's some good alliteration yeah. here. Fill the fields, hungry heroes. It just pounds into this sense of despair. You know, victim of what said should be, which grammatically doesn't necessarily. Like, I get what he's going at. Like, you know, this this person has kind of befallen to authority and had no choice in it. Uh, and you know, soldier boy made of clay, now an empty shell. This is a topic that's ripe for exploration. And I think Metallica, like, you know, I, okay, I don't uh, war metal. Is that a genre? I don't know. but I think Metallica did so well
1: (laughs) it's like the the sort of uh, like you were talking about how some of it isn't you know it's not dramatically sound necessarily but that's the the great thing about metal is that you know that sort of campiness it works I mean it still gets the point across but it still ends up being really brutal even if it's you know they're not the, the best constructed You know lines it still works beautifully i I think
0: yeah i i completely agree and you know the reality um of of trench warfare specifically is going back to the front you know you have no choice really you have to go over the top you have to march forward to this gunfire and i think the cover of master of puppets as well along with obviously the titular song works so well to sort of envision when you're hearing this song just you know endless acres uh, of poor men you know who have just been sent out there for what you know for for this mindless land grab it's quite it's quite despairing and we get the gang vocals centered around with the chorus back to the front and all in all it makes for such an anthemic i don't want to say sing-along because it's quite a depressing reality the hetfield's painting but you can't help but yeah. chant it
1: oh yeah no it's it's extremely catchy um and the gang vocals, they're all James, right? Like, mm-hmm. all the background vocals are still I believe James, right?
0: so. I, I watched um, them play Metal Hammer Festival, which I believe is a debut where they played this song with Cliff still playing, which is quite a rare thing, really, to see Cliff on this song. Um, and Cliff does a bit of the gang vocals in that. But, yeah, I think James double-tracked himself, I'm pretty certain.
1: Yeah, and uh that debut that was from eighty five. That was the first song I believe that they debuted and that's the that's the show where right before, you know, James is like the classic James moment, Are We Fucking Nuts Tonight? Yeah. You know, just yeah. screaming that at the top of his lungs. And it's like just so brutal and I was reading the comments for that for that video i was watching on youtube and someone's like no wonder james blew his voice out you know yeah he's going all in here
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i watched a version of them maybe it was on the black album or where his voice was blown and he struggled to sing this and i think jason was doing a lot of the heavy yeah. the heavy lifting vocally but but yeah that um anyone listening that hasn't checked out that metal hammer performance all in all is a crazy performance obviously it's featured on cliff and quite extensively but major majorly good disposable heroes and just getting back to the lyrics you know there are little inflections that james puts into certain lines and i love in the second verse when it's like sounding of the clack that ticks like you know he really sort of goes back in his throat for that and you know there's this sense where we are kind of you know going towards this inevitable bodies fill the fields I see the slaughter never ends and I love that we get the thrash riff in the intro, in the opening ninety seconds that are wordless, and the Soldier Boy made of clay is sung over that. Like, as 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 someone learning guitar for yourself, Nick, it must blow your mind. It certainly did me when I first started learning these songs of guitar. How the fuck does Hetfield sing and play these?
1: Oh my god, yeah, I, he's just like just a, such a talented musician. You know, you hear Lars talking about, oh, you know, I challenge anyone to yeah. <laughs> play the Sad, <laughs> but, Sad but, but True, true. riff yeah, and yeah, yeah. sing at the same time because that thing is like it it doesn't seem to follow the beat, but it does perfectly. Mm. But his his vocals are on, on a totally different beat, and it just—they it, just work perfectly. And I have no idea how he does it. So. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I love the fact that you know, in each chorus, um, they say the word "you" five times. You will do what I do. Will do what I say when I say you coward, you servant, you blind man. You know, there, there is that appeal directly to the listener, to the soldier, to the Tommy. You know, the wipers times, and then James goes inward. Why am I dying? You know the perspective shift is is subtle but brilliant, and the lyrics aren't, as we say, necessarily too deep. Here, um, have no fear. You know, hell, I I was born for dying. I don't know whether I hate that or love that. I think I, I think I love it, but it's very eighties. Yeah, um,
1: I I I think I think it works really well. Mm, I actually mm. really like that. Uh, it, it works as a good sort of. I mean it's kind of like there's there's still the verse after that line, I think, but it yeah. sort of goes into the false ending. so if it ended right there, I think that would be a perfect last line because he's talking about how he's he was brought to war and he was sort of forced into war, but I was born for dying, you know it says if his if his fate was inevitable, that he was going to enter war, you know, then his whole fate was oh I just I just came to sacrifice myself essentially
0: yeah. Yeah, and I think the the final verse is 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 beautiful. Really, I think I think it's wonderfully written. Life planned out before my birth. Nothing could I say. Had no chance to see myself molded day by day. Looking back, I realize nothing have I done. Left to die with only friend. Alone, I clench my gun. It, it, it's incredibly poignant, you know, and it, timeless to a certain extent. Like, obviously, it's applying perhaps to more world warfare uh, rather than modern warfare, but but still, you know, enlistment sort of warfare. But still, you know, it has it has that aspect of just pure tragedy uh, to it that makes the song all the more affecting. And it's just a fucking thrasher throughout. You know, it's eight minutes that grips you by the scruff of the neck. And one of the highlights for me, Nick, is probably Kirk's solo. I think he does terrific work. Yeah, and uh, I know I know you're usually critical
1: of Kirk, but this is a moment where you gotta give oh, him yeah. all Hell the yeah. praise. Like this is a really long Kirk solo, but it's really good, and I don't feel like it overstays its welcome. No,
0: no, no, and it has those uh, melodic moves, where it sort of builds up, and just certain bends that he does are so playful and interesting, really hinging on sort of certain areas, and you know it just he was so fleet fingered at this point you know what he he was so full of inspiration as well i think probably my like i remember i did an episode a while ago top 10 guitar solos of metallica and i didn't even mention damage inc that is maybe in my top three metallica guitar solos right now i was was into the whole album this morning this song including Inc. just blows me away but yeah back onto the supposed heroes the solo (laughs) today is also very very good and it's just it's what you want from Kirk, isn't it? It's him sort of showing off his inner guitar hero, but still the real sense of melody, still really serving the song and just creating something quite timeless.
1: Yeah, and uh, be, be, these solos are really just where Kirk shines. And uh, I, I, th- I feel like the problem maybe with Kirk nowadays with his, his, uh, I guess, his not-so-good solos are that maybe he's trying to emulate certain aspects of this without sort of the inspiration. I, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I know he has the, the talent and the ability still to to craft solos like this but uh this is this is the pinnacle of kirk Mm,
0: mm. yeah 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 i think it it, it, yeah it depends i know what you're saying probably the pinnacle of kirk in terms of just pure technique and ability and i think justice as well is maybe even more so i'm thinking specifically like say shorty straw solos and black and solos that are just like mind-blowingly good arguably black album in terms of like You know, mainstream guitar solos that kind of everyone enjoys. I think he sort of peaked there as well. Um, And, you know, Hardwired and Death Magnetic, there's some good moments on there. But, I, you know, obviously he's not a patch on this sort of stuff. But, yeah, all in all, you know, I I, I love this song. I I think everyone who knows this song loves this song. It is definitely one of their best songs. And it's just a real... You know, it's epic in every sense of the word. Like, whereas Master of Puppets is epic, but it has a middle, you know, small section, really, where the song kind of contracts, you know, takes recollections of itself, has harmonies, has James doing a little solo here and there. Disposable Heroes really doesn't let up for its entire runtime, does it? No, not at all. Not at all. This is a this is a thrasher for sure. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly not played as much as I thought they'd play. It's been played 151 times, which may sound like a lot, but Metallica have played a hell of a lot of gigs since Master of Puppets have been released. It was first played, as I mentioned before, in Germany at the Metal Hammer Festival. That was September 14th, uh, 1985. It was last played in 2015, so they haven't actually played it on the Hardwire Tour, which is interesting. Uh, that was September 14th again. So, yeah, weird, weird bit of symmetry there. Um, in Canada, which maybe was on Quebec Magnetic, Quebec City. Maybe that was, maybe that was later. I'm not quite sure. I think probably a little bit later. Mm. But um any any closing thoughts on disposable heroes, Nick? Um I mean other than
1: that, it's just it's just a great song. Uh I'm I'm really into both the progressive and thrash side of metal. And so I think this this song and you know, Master of Puppets in Orion really fulfill that. Mm. Before uh before we did the episode, I was underrating disposable heroes. I knew it was a good song. You know, it makes the record great, but I was more focusing on the Ah, uh, the bigger ones, as far as you know what my favorites were. but now that I've dug into the song more, and you know, after we've had this discussion, I think that uh, disposable is probably in my top three top three mm. or four you know, mm. on the album. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And I I love the song that has sort of a false ending as well, which is kind yeah. of like almost like a live thing that bands do, but that Metallica put this in the record, obviously knowing that they're going to go on tour. They, they clearly couldn't wait to play this song. I believe they were still recording the album when they played the Metal Hammer Festival, um, judging from where yeah. the Back to the Front book happens, I'm pretty certain that was. So, you know, they clearly couldn't wait to show people this song, and rightly, rightly so. And it just it doesn't necessarily have a different section like Master Brothers, as we just say it just has you know riff chorus riff chorus solo etc it has kind of a little breakdown with the why am i dying which isn't too okay. much of a new riff it's just kind of them playing on the power chords that have gone before but it just yeah, yeah. it just plays a lot and i think cliff sounds great and i think the bass and the drums sound fantastic on this as well uh, one of the things i wanted to point out was
1: that during that breakdown i think it's during that breakdown uh we hear right symbol
0: mm. from Mars. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh it's a, it's a rare thing. It's to be savored, definitely. It's like it's like it's like a Mewtwo or something, you know, you just have to sort of Oh, uh, yeah, it's... exactly. <laughs> Someone referred to this song in one of the, I, I uh, cuz what I tend to do um, I you know, listen to the song many times, make loads of notes. I I I normally watch uh, someone play it on guitar on YouTube because I just like to see it played well and just because obviously when you watch the band live, it's not close up with the fretboard, so you can't see exactly what they're playing. But there's normally a few guys that I watch, mm-hmm. and and the, the top comment on this Disposable Heroes thing was a uh, Disposable E string, which I think is so so true <laughs> because you know the yeah. song is so chuggy and it's just so Hetfield all over, and the song's actually credited to Hetfield, Ulrich and Hammett and uh, I wonder what parts Kirk played. I'm looking at the Master of Puppets deluxe box set on Spotify, and I don't know if you listen to it, Nick, um, but it's really, really good because they have, um, from the riff tapes, so basically they have what they played in 1985 on their little 8-track, and you can listen back and hear the melodies and stuff. And there is some stuff from Kirk's riff tape on Disposable Heroes. Maybe it's his solo. I'm not sure. I'll have to check that out. But, um, yeah, it is. It is a a bloody wonderful... Yeah.
1: I I was I was watching uh you know Lars's Beats One show the it's electric show.
0: I've never actually watched it. I, I'm I, obviously I'm aware of it. I, I don't have Apple Music. I need to watch it. Were they discussing this? Yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. There
1: was uh. They did an episode just on the recording of Master of Puppets. They got all the guys in there. They oh, yeah. got uh. Fleming Fleming in there. Um. And they were talking about disposable heroes. It, I, this was just from a preview. I didn't watch the right. whole episode. Although they're uh. Just for your information, they're uh. They're streaming some of the episodes free. Uh they're starting the Master of Puppets episodes, uh the recording episodes, uh the re airing them. I think uh not today, not tomorrow, but the next day, the 30th and mm. the 31st, they're doing that. But uh Kirk was talking about the disposable uh riff, the sort of the chuggier riff, and he was playing it. And I think that that showed me that maybe that's the riff he wrote. I, I mean, mean okay. the sort of the faster chuggier riff. Maybe that was yeah. Kirk's Yeah,
0: yeah. maybe 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 yeah. I mean it's yeah, it's a wonderful song, please let us know in the comments below what do you think about the supposed heroes email in MetallicaPod at gmail.com obviously it's a classic you know uh, me and Nick uh, feel the same way rightly so and I'd, I'd be worried if you came on and trashed it like I have trashed so many load and reload <laughs> songs uh, if you were just like, dude, like you know cure is way better that that would hurt, but thankfully uh, you haven't said that No, no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, these first
1: these first four are are uh, the first four or five and then maybe the last couple ones are pretty good, but I, I definitely understand. Uh, why Metallica sort of fell off a little bit in their middle records. Right,
0: yeah, yeah, well no, I mean again, I, wa- I want to stress on this show, not that anyone's really gotten content and got angry, but just in case anyone is, Alpha Metallica is the opinion of Tom Quee essentially and his guests, <laughs> you know, it's just one guy's opinion on Metallica, it's no definitive thing here, because, you know, I listen to a lot of music podcasts, and you listen to people trash songs and you, you almost take it personally, but it's like, you have to remind yourself, it's fine, it's fine, it's all music, it's all yep. fun, so, um, we will we'll close up with a few quick five questions, uh, Nick. The first one, um, your favorite Metallica song. Uh,
1: my favorite Metallica song, oh wow. So for most of the time that I've been listening to Metallica, I'd say that the title track on Unjustice for All would be my favorite.
0: Right, okay.
1: And I was a little I was I was a little upset on your episode about it. I understand, <laughs> you know, we were just talking about how it's our opinion, but <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't yeah. remember who the guest was, but you guys you know, you guys were landing a little thick on the song. <laughs> And uh, I respect the opinion, but I, I just, I don't okay. know, that, that song has a special place. I, I yeah. listened to that song, uh, The Justice Album, when I, I got my first car and I had a tape deck. And so I'm like, oh, I want to get Metallica cassettes. Mm-hmm. And Justice for All, I would listen to every day, Wrong. every day all the way through. And the title track just remained my favorite. You know, it's so progressive. I understand maybe there are some parts where it goes on a little... It feels kind of repetitive, but it's by far my favorite.
0: Yeah, I think I think we were a little harsh. Uh, that was my friend Sam, who, coincidentally, I'm actually seeing tonight, so I'll, I'll mention that to him. But um, oh. <laughs> I, I, I do I do love the song. I do think the song's fantastic. My only problem is that it just repeats the uh, classical intro as an electrified intro in the middle, whereas Master of Puppets has, like, a new, you know what I mean, a new turn. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, that's fair. there's that's nothing. Fair. That riff. I mean, the drums going, like, it's it's fucking diabolical, man. It's so good. Definitely. So, your favorite Metallica album? I think you already said, didn't you? Justice, right? It is by yeah. far. Yeah, Justice is just fucking. Yeah, we're getting to as Eve soon. Actually, <laughs> I think I think that's like two or three episodes away. And uh, this, I mean, uh, what a song! What a song! Yeah, absolutely adore that song. Yeah. Um, your favorite member of Metallica? Uh,
1: James. James for his uh, his guitar work, his riffs, and his vocals. His vocals are my favorite in metal. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they don't like metal because vocals can be too harsh, you know, with screams or or with really low growls. But I think James is a perfect middle ground between the harsh vocals and more melodic vocals that people can get into. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And um, finally, if you were to do an Alpha Dalica podcast uh, on a different band going through their entire back catalog, what's a, what's a band you do them on? What band do you know well?
1: <sighs> oh, man, there's so many. It would definitely be a metal band.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy, that's a really
1: tough one. Uh, I don't know If I'm just thinking of one Off the top of my head Maybe I do one on Slayer
0: Slayer There needs to be I mean I don't really know Slayer that well But obviously they're a huge band There has to be a Slayer podcast There has to be right? Yeah definitely Yeah 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 I remember um, Myself and a friend My old friend Ryan Who actually did the battery episode together Went to a guitar show In like 2007 in Birmingham and we got there really early and we went to the Marshall Stand and they were giving out these tickets and they were to see Kerry King do like a private uh, guitar seminar sort of thing and Holy I wasn't cow. yeah yeah I wasn't even like I'm not even a big Slayer not that I don't dislike Slayer I just don't really know them that well I remember I laughed when Clint said a Slayer album I wasn't laughing at you Clint I'm sorry about that he said the <laughs> Diablo Musica is that one of their albums? Oh Di- Diabolus and Musica yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's like, <laughs> is that like their new metal album or something like that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it is it okay. is okay okay interesting i kind of want to hear that just to hear what it sounds like but yeah um anyway we um i think kerry king does a lot of these sort of guitar seminars but it, but it was fucking awesome it was so so good and he was yeah. inviting people to come on stage and play his guitar and play riffs and obviously everyone struggled what was this riff i remember some <laughs> some guy shouted out a riff and he was like oh no one says that riff and it had head in the <laughs> title. He had like head in the title it was called like demon head or something i don't i, I okay, okay someone comment oh. below but yeah weird sorry sorry to go on an off tangent there but yeah shout out slayer. that memory just hit me out of nowhere haven't thought about that in decade but um the slayer podcast would be cool actually um i just because yeah. ultimately i ask these questions because i hope in the future that people will maybe go ahead and because i just love listening to podcasts about bands and there needs to be more of them so you know nick if you don't start a slayer podcast i will be disappointed but um it's all good you've got uh, you've got you've got many many years for that so is there any um yeah is there any projects you'd like to promo or any any stuff you'd like to uh tell people about
1: um not yet i there i'm, I'm getting into you know music and music writing uh you know at my age you know i i want to be in a band but i have nothing to shout
0: out right now sure sure okay no that, that's fair enough that's fair enough man well um Thank you to everyone for listening. Um, you know, please let us know down below what do you think of Disposable Heroes. Get in touch with me if you want to come on the show and talk about a song. Um, we've got a lot sort of booked in now, really. Um, what have we got coming up? We've got Lepa Messiah's "Free." If you want to do Leper Messiah. we've got "Lords of Summer," "Lover Man," "Mama Said." I should stress that these won't be recorded probably until like August, September time next year. So we've got a lot of good. Stuff. We've got a lot of good songs coming up as well. We've got "Don't Tread on Me" next week. We've got "Dyers Eve," "Enter Sand." Man, Eye the Beholder, Fade to Black. Yeah, we've got some classics uh, on the back burner there. Um, get in touch with me as well through the Twitter, at MetallicaPod. Leave us a review on iTunes. Those are really greatly appreciated. Patreon, as I said before, if you want to listen to the Alpha Metallica content first. Episodes like this as well, I should say. Uh, Alpha Metallica episodes, if I do them in time before the Monday release. Or the Tuesday, re- yeah, the Monday release, sorry. I don't even know my release date. Um, they go on the Patreon first as well. But um, Nick, this has been a pleasure, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Tom. It was great.